Hey everyone, this is Stevie Richards. Welcome to episode number 10 of the Big Fitness Show. As we were talking about off the air, Big Mike Barron's here. Uh, it should be at episode 30, but I, I ruined everything and took us completely off course. Uh, how are you doing? 10 episodes in, we're still here and uh, still very excited to keep going. I hope. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pretty excited. Welcome everybody back to or back or for first time listeners. Welcome to the Big Fitness Show. Uh, I'm very excited to finally be at episode 10 when we should have been here a long time ago because you totally screwed the pooch on that. But you know, it's all good, dude. You're alive and well, and that's all that I matters. did. If, if I don't get a if I don't get a mysterious illness or injury once a year, then it's not a year. That's how I work my calendar. <laughs> So the next time I'm almost dying from some mysterious infection, then we'll put a couple or maybe three or four episodes in the queue. That way we can, we can cover. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's at least plan ahead for it next time. So it doesn't have to be such a long break, <laughs> so but you know I, what we will have, like, we could always like do like best of and, and bridge the gap. So if you get, if you get sick again, um, we can, we can cover it. We can make it work. <laughs> Do you think people will definitely bring the trolls out? We might not have the best of moments yet. Who knows? Um, but Mike, I didn't I didn't know you were aware that I, I you were aware because we talked about it before we started the big fitness show, but I have an obsession because of my vocal implant and all that stuff where I feel like no microphone sounds good with my voice. So for sure. people watching, you see, if you have followed, no surprise, we have a brand new ah, geez, I'm hitting it now. There we go. That's not an outtake. We're going to keep going. But I, 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 that's a whole nother bit of like a quest for me to find the perfect microphone that I can use that sounds good. You're on a USB microphone, an ATR 2100 USB, one of the best microphones out there that I recommend to anybody starting or in your case that, that has done content. Mm -hmm. It's an excellent microphone. And I'll probably replace this one with that one there. <laughs> I think your voice sounds beautiful no matter what. I mean, I haven't noticed any anything, so you're being a little picky, but, you know, whatever. It's all good. You got to be happy with it. <laughs> well, I mean, we're pro wrestlers. We're our own worst enemies anyway, so. It's yeah, like, that's uh, fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> and we are, we have talked off off camera. Uh, we always have a pre and post-production meeting. It's, it's awesome because we get great ideas. And one of the episodes that popped up outside of this one, which, by the way, will be about recovery, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a series of, of podcast episodes because there's all different elements and different categories of recovery, but this will kind of be a recovery 101 tips and tricks and what we use. And also recovery is not just your post-workout in your sleep. We're going to dive deep into a lot of mitigating factors that can positively or negatively affect your recovery. And they all stack mm -hmm. up. There's no just right. lone thing. Everything is very cumulative. So we talked yeah. a little bit about your family stuff with family fitness in episode sure. nine. Obviously, responsibility can damage recovery as well. Yeah, the recovery the recovery conversation that we're going to have today is just going to be scratching the surface of what recovery is all about. There's so many depths and layers and things like that that you can get into from a recovery perspective. There's, you know, the different different things that you just do daily to recover. There's different uh, uh, tips that you can do there's different techniques there's different there's new optimization things that you can do for recovery but there's you know there's a whole nother conversation about what stevie's going through right now with his illness and the recovery from that you know and how do you manage that how do you manage the all the recovery so 
We're not going to dive super deep into this conversation. I mean, we might go off on some rabbit trails, but the plan is to to talk very much so like a, a 101 of recovery and and what you can do and things that you've you've you can do to to help improve your recovery things that we've learned over the years stevie with all the traveling that he's done all around the world and and things that he's been able to manage his recovery me with i haven't traveled all around the world but me me with my recovery and kids and 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 all the things from sports and college and and wrestling for 20 years and just all the things that happen that come with it and so we want to give kind of a base knowledge baseline of like okay these are some things that you can do to to recover and to to feel better and to hopefully recover faster uh every every day yeah and i think um scratching the surface and giving people very like we want to simplify a lot and obviously the recovery thing has now the biohacking and all this other stuff attached to it that can confuse people and even myself like last week we talked about supplements and we've talked about fad diets in past episodes. Please check those out because we get a lot of interaction on those two. Nutrition is the the most confusing thing, but I think recovering might be right up there as a one, a one B with food. Sure. Working out is easy and it's fun and you do what you like and you, you tend to stay consistent. You'll see results with the workouts, but the nutrition and the recovery, I feel like go hand in hand, not only with the importance of, getting your progress where you want it and your results, but also aim to confuse just about everybody. Everything from obviously your, your miracle thing, just hop in a cold tub and you're going to feel great or do a sauna. And you had an excellent thing yesterday. You talked about those things in an Instagram story. So follow big Mike Barron's on Instagram. You, you talked about that in the matter of less than a minute with the thing behind you put it all in perspective that it's not just these things that will get you healthy, well, fit, adjusted, rested, recovered. You've got to eat right along with that. Yeah, totally. And, and, and it's one of those things that right now in, in the fitness industry, the it's, it's super, super, super fancy and super sexy to talk about cold plunges and doing a sauna and all the different like bells and whistles that you can throw into the recovery process of it. And those things are all great. Like, don't get me wrong. I take a cold shower. I don't have a cold plunge, but I take a cold shower. Um, I haven't uh, invested in a sauna yet, but I want to, right? So those are all good things. But if you're not doing the basics, basic recovery, like just sleeping enough, eating enough, then all of that stuff isn't going to amount to as much as it could and really optimization. And I think from a, a, a the recovery conversation, people get so confused. Oh, well, I need to do this cold plunge. But if you're doing a cold plunge and you're not eating, ooh, a cold plunge, there it is. Cool. It's on its way. Stevie, for those listening, Stevie just put up a cold plunge on the, the video. Uh, it's actually both the video. a cold plunge and a hot tub. Was it one of those inflatable ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited. You've got an inflatable one. You also have a, a pre-assembled wood one that's already sealed with the wood in one box and just take it out. So they're both coming for review. I got a new yeah. uh, affiliate with Redwood Outdoors, and they, they're actually more affordable than the by a lot than the bigger ones. And, and if cool. you know anything about these things that come from a different country, they usually come from the same sure. exact factory. That's true. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, yep. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just, I wasn't trying to cut you off. I'm just trying to... No, it's fine. No, that's great. I mean, it, it's like the, the cold plunge is it's, I think that adds to the, the part of what I was saying is like, it's, 
it's so confusing with there's so much out there you don't know where to begin and and to me it's all about the fundamentals and the basics of what you're doing in recovery and things that you can do to optimize your recovery just with basics not even getting into this wild and crazy spending a bunch of money on a cold plunge spending a bunch of money on a sauna those things aren't cheap a, a cold shower is cheap though like that's a basic that you can do so like these kinds of things most people don't even aware of like how can i recover better what are the simple things that we can do to just focus on the recovery without getting in all the bells and whistles. I mean, there's, gosh, there's so much stuff that you can, there's, uh, uh, I use a, a, a piece of equipment machine. I don't know what you would call it. It's called a power dot where it's got the electro stim, you know, like, and you can use those for recovery. There's a massage gun. Everybody wants to get these cool bells and whistles and they're cool and they're all great. And we can talk about all of that stuff in a future episode. But right now I think really we, we should focus on some of the basics of, of what people do for recovery. Cause it's, I mean, most people don't even know, you know? <laughs> so where do you want to start? I think the two, the two uh, simple things that everybody does, everybody eats and everybody sleeps. Right. So we right. should probably focus yep. more on those two and then we'll put in all the, the X factors and the parameters that are surrounding everything from just having a family like you do Two, sure. now you're wrestling and you're traveling and on the weekends, no matter how much you drive or fly, sure. your your routine is off when you wrestle. So I think we we just start with maybe what it's like right now. So it's a good kind of follow up from the family mm -hmm. fitness episode and what our routine's like. What's our recovery like? What's your recovery like? And what's the struggle now being a father of three and a husband and also running your own small business? Sure. Sure. Yeah. For me, like the recovery every day, I mean, I work out every day and, uh, or move my body in some way, shape or form every day, but the, uh, the recovery for me, the most important piece of it. And I really notice a difference is, is two things. If I don't eat enough protein that day, or if I don't drink enough water. And so then the next day I just feel <clears throat> drained, <clears throat> drained or sluggish or whatever, because I'm not hitting that basic the uh, nutritional need that I, for my body to recover and then throw on top of that, if I don't get sleep, you know, we've talked in, in previous episodes of my, my kids wake me up in the middle of the night and I'm a father of three. Right. So like, it just, you don't sleep sometimes. And in those nights, I definitely feel more sluggish the next day, but on the nights where I actually get some sleep, I sleep through the night and it's unbroken. I feel better the next day. And that's, that's the thing that I think people recovery is not sexy. It's not a cool thing to focus on. And people don't pay attention to the importance of sleep and nutrition and hydration for recovery, right? Like you can food for performance. Yeah, that makes sense for everybody. Like I need to eat protein for my muscles to build my muscles and all this kind of stuff. But it's the recovery piece of it that really makes it efficient and makes it work because you're getting the fuel that your body needs to actually recover itself and rebuild itself. If you don't eat enough, a lot of times I'll, I'll see people get into the weight loss world of, oh man, I got to go to calorie deficit all the time. I can only have a thousand calories today. But what happens is your, you don't, you don't get enough calories for your body to actually recover. And so then you continue to dig yourself deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into a hole. And then you just can't get out of it. And then you get to the point where you just break and you're like, Oh crap, I'm just, and you give up, you know, because you're, you're not seeing results, whatever. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, but yeah, for me right now, 
the the basics are making sure that I get enough protein every single day, and and that's hard. So like, it's not. I want to say hard. It's not hard. <laughs> I forget sometimes because I get busy with life, and then I I am working or dealing with kids or whatever. And, you know, dad responsibilities, husband responsibilities come into play. There's some days where I don't get enough protein. I'm usually pretty good about the hydration. Um, and then the sleep is the big ones that those are just, they're just hard from a recovery perspective to, to get all three of them singing. But when they're, when they're dialed in, I feel pretty good. You, you left out your business, which also you don't clock in oh, yeah, clock out. So you, <laughs> you're not, you're not just hanging out being a dad and a husband and trying to, yeah, sure. <laughs> to be a, you know, stay at home dad, which is fine. We're both, we're both kind of, we handle the home while, you know, your wife sure. works from home as well, but still, yeah, she told me, yep, yeah, but it's still tough to to manage all that stuff all sure. at once. Sure. I was going to yeah. say too that um, what happens a lot of times too, you talk about travel, we talked about routine. Even when you're going to wrestle locally, and you're driving, you ride back. Yeah, you just talked about it. With an eating schedule, even if it's just three meals a day, or even if you're intermittent fasting, you got that time window, or you're trying to do the old school, like eat protein every three hours. So you're not going mm -hmm. to a catabolic state. Doing a one wrestling show and driving to the wrestling show will throw everything off. Cause now you're, uh, you're, yeah. you're kind of at that point now at 11, 1130 at night or midnight driving back and what's open. Yeah. Nothing but bad stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I am very guilty of there's this, uh, like sub shop where I, I only wrestle a couple times a month, but it's usually in the same area for a, a promotion called SCW. And um, it's, there's a sub shop there. And I've been real guilty of getting a sub before the show and then eating that on the way home. I've stopped because I just felt like crap the next day. But to your point, like the getting home late and that, you know, Friday, Saturday night, the show, then the next day. And because it's not, it's not something that I'm doing every single weekend and I'm not like two, three nights a week, you know, and it's not, my body's not used to it. That next day is, is rough because I'll get home at 1230, one o'clock, take a shower, get into bed, finally fall asleep by two. Cause you know, the, the drive home's nice. Cause I get some time to decompress and whatever, but um, fall asleep. And then my kids still wake up at the same time the next day, you know? And so I still get up at, and I, those nights are, uh, you know, very low sleep. So it's really hard to recover. And I really noticed ever since I stopped getting that sub prior to and eating that on the way home, it's helped. And then I make sure that I drink a lot of water on the way home so that I'm, my body's just ready to recover. And I try to sleep as much as I can. Uh, but then the next day is and just a little sluggish. <laughs> I, I feel that although we had Subway the other day for lunch and it was good yeah. on a sandwich <laughs> once in a while is not bad. <laughs> sure try to stay away from carbs but still they taste good but well, it's also, like you... this this sweet bread that really just i mean it's it's called a, a gondola sub i don't know if you ever had one but like mm -hmm. this is uh this restaurant in davenport iowa that is just or it might be in bed north but whatever anyway it's just these this bread is sweet and it's got ham and salami and cheese and lettuce and then i put some mayo on it man oh. <laughs> so good <laughs> So it's like Hawaiian bread, like the wine rolls. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like it's a carb. <laughs> like so many carbs. Like I just feel so bloated after I eat it and I eat it late at night too. So it's on the way home and your body doesn't have time to digest it. And so then the next day I'm just, I feel like crap, but I stopped doing that and I feel better. <laughs>
But I would tell people too, and I've I've been in a, you know, if you have nothing to eat or something bad you have to eat, I would always say eat something. Sure. Because when you starve yourself, like when I was on the road, and this is where I think I talked about it, at least on one episode previous to this one, you know, because when you get on TV and you, you're in front, of, when you're in front of any crowd and you're sure. doing it, you're so body uh, conscious and it turns into body dysmorphia a lot of times, which I had, I suffer from, but I would be bars and shakes, carb deplete, water, you know, do all the, like a, like a weight cut for a UFC fighter before the weigh sure. That's what I would do before every TV. Sure. Sure. And also money-wise, especially now with inflation, I, the shakes and bars were cheaper and more sure. readily available. And I'd have to eat airport food. I didn't have to go out to a restaurant, but I found after years and years of, I didn't do it every single week, but most times I did. I went into such adrenal fatigue, became really skinny fat. My body was storing. It's like right now I'm doing too much cardio, which I'm overtraining, but my body is getting to a point where it is going back to storing that sure. stubborn belly fat in the lower part of my belly. And that's what also happens when you, when you don't eat enough and when you're not feeding your body anything, thinking that, if I just don't eat, I'm going to get leaner. That's sure. kind of a, that's a misnomer that I yes. still suffer from the, the, the old way of thinking that calorie deficit deplete as much as you can shed all this stuff, stop drinking water and then drink a ton of water to flush it out. All this goofy stuff. that's not healthy and any sure. fighter, any boxer, any wrestler, any athlete or fitness person We'll tell you after the fact, man, I shouldn't have done that. But everybody <laughs> still continues to do it. Yeah, in the moment. <laughs> it worked. No, I, I mean, for money, I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so what's, what's, what with your, with your illness and recovery, update us real quick on where you're at with your recovery and how that's going. And then tell us kind of what's your daily recovery routine, maybe pre sickness and post now. Well, because of my overtraining with the cardio, I lost the abs I got from the infection. So I almost, <laughs> uh, maybe I'll get back on that. But but I am, I'm learning a lot. It took a while just today. It's funny. We're recording this, you know, on a Friday. Just today was the first day that the arthritis had reduced enough where I felt like I could do suspension training with a TRX. Hmm. Because I, I want to start doing more dynamic movements like sure. squats and things like that. But I don't want to pick up I, my elbows, my knees, lower back and my neck are still super stiff from the atrophy and just the lack of mobility in my spine. So it's not sure. it's not really possible to do any effective vinyasa flow yoga. I'm just got to do static poses and stuff, but it doesn't feel right when you if you've ever done yoga or any kind of stretching it doesn't feel right to just stay in that one position. You're trying to move around and feel the stretch, but with my back having that, you know, the two vertebrae eaten away, it's just so stiff. So I mean, I'm thankful I can do what I can do, sure. but sleep wise, the only thing that's how sleep and pain management, I should say, let's put them both together. Cause they kind of, you know, been treated the same way. I was foregoing any more narcotics or sleep meds or even ibuprofen in going with CBD, which I'm going to do a video about on the YouTube channel this Sunday. It's going to, I think it's going to go live. I started using CBD, some with 
and some without THC. Yeah. Because I needed to have some of the some of the pain receptors, I guess, for lack of a better term, subdued a little bit. And yeah. I needed pain management without addiction. Sure. And I was so afraid of oxycodone, uh, muscle relaxers, and they weren't doing as much as they would anyway, because the pain was so all sure. I needed to do is have that edge taken off to where I could, and the CBD did that. So it wasn't a part of my wrestling career, but if it were today, right now, and with the legalization of a lot of stuff, you know, federally, yeah. I would have CBD. I would have gummies. I would have tinctures. I wouldn't smoke. I'm not really yeah. vaping or smoking or doing that. Sure. Rollers, uh, the, 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 for my arthritis, the CBD, um, ointment Green, has helped yeah. out a great deal sure. so that's a, that's a unique thing but people can people can kind of like translate that to their own lives especially with sleep because i've never been a person that can sleep the ins my insomnia is really bad i wake up in the middle of the night and that's why i decided to start giving cbd because i talked to one company in particular which uh it's called via hemp v-i-i-a hemp company they're very knowledgeable and they, they literally went back and forth with me about, because my X factor with the infection was how CBD going to interact or counter interact with the antibiotics. Yeah. How's it going to interact, counter interact with the other medicines that they're giving me. And they didn't really have information at the hospital, but the Viahemp people knew that there was a lot of people that took, you know, even cancer meds or on chemo and this and that, and it had no counterindications. I, I haven't felt that since I've been on it. So for me, that's been the big difference. I would say between trying to just do regular recovery before the infection and now a total recovery from arthritis, total recovery from atrophy, total recovery as far as um, longer REM sleep and longer overall sleep. Yeah, it's it's not a miracle thing, but cannabis and THC, cannabis and CBD, and all these other things that are now being more readily and widely accepted, it sure feels like it's been a a yeah. huge, almost like a miracle type of thing sure. added to my recovery regimen. I know that's tangent, but no, I mean it's great. It's it's totally valid, and for anybody who hasn't who has has experienced. Uh, severe pain and stuff cbd and with thc and without is, is there's it's 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 such a new thing but it's being widely accepted and widely used as a new supplement for people to manage pain and to to help uh live healthier you know i'm i'm learning about it there's this, this system in our body called the endocannabinoid system that is is a, a real deal like it's just like a, any other system in your body and it, if it gets out of whack you can manage it with cbd and i've worked with a or talked to a doctor in the past that manages cbd with or manages arthritis and things like your experience with cbd so it's it's great i mean I'm, i love that you're having a, a good experience with it and it's actually helping that's awesome to hear my my thing with that too and for anybody that's having the same thought that i had before i did it i've never done drugs I was never yeah. much of a drinker or anything like that. So I, I'm from that generation of the wacky tobacco and war on drugs and all this stuff where they demonized sure. marijuana, they demonized cannabis, they demonized all this stuff. And if you look back in the history books, there's our little conspiracy segment, you know, mm -hmm. that one of the Rockefellers squ like squashed that. I mean, hemp 
cannabis, all this other stuff was something that was medicinal sure. not too long ago in our in US history and world history. And just there was not enough money to be made at it. So sure. that's where Rockefeller and the JP Morgans and all these other people kind of came together, just like hemp was basically a miracle product, clothing, paper, it, homes, people were building homes with hemp. But but the paper barons didn't like that. So they sure. demonized it. There was this big thing to demonize anything related to that. And, but you can buy our paper. We have a ton of forest. And here comes, man, I'm going to stop right now. <laughs> I mean, maybe we make it into a poop. Going down a rabbit trail. <laughs> you said we could once in a while. I'm just doing it now. I know we're limited on time. but oh, That's great. <laughs> but I just want people to know that it's all yeah. been... You do your own research. Don't even believe what we say, but do your yeah. own research and look at things. And there's a lot more proponents now, but they're all showing up late to the party because now there's money to be made. Well, sure. Now sure. they can convert yeah. the tobacco farms to weed farms. Sure. It's sure. a very, until somebody gets paid or someone figures out how they can get their cut, it's, it, that's why it's moving along so slowly. Sure, sure. But it, I mean, it, the, the research is showing that it's effective. So that's, that's good for us, right? Like, if people, people who want to produce it, they can make their money, but it's good for us. And anybody who's who's dealing with stuff like this, I've tried CBD in the past. And I, I've noticed um, some oils and stuff. And so the, I didn't use it consistently enough to really notice a, a drastic difference. I wasn't using it for pain management. It was really just testing it just to see. I didn't have a specific use case for it, but I didn't, I don't think I used it long enough to really give it a good uh, assessment, you know, but it, it, my dad uses CBD gummies every single day. Like he, he takes gummies every day to help with his pain management. I mean, he worked construction for over 40 years and his shoulders and knees and, and all the things are just shot. So from a pain management and a recovery perspective, um, yeah, totally. That's yes it's safe try it do your own test and and see how it works for you <laughs> i would recommend don't go unless you know the brand just don't go to any amazon brand and yes. do that just go to a company i mean i you know the company i talked about i vetted them and we've talked sure. back and forth and they, they everything is lab tested and their references are up there on the site you're able to see it and i'm going to when i do the video i'm going to put up as much information as i can because it's very much a 101 from a new user but i would say take your own advice from the uh supplements episode yeah what you said you may not feel it but it, you gotta yeah. keep doing it <laughs> and it'll eventually have a cumulative <laughs> effect on you but um true. that's been a big deal like with my recovery and obviously being able to finally walk and walk without a walker or a cane still not i'm never going to get over that fact i'm never going to forget that you know but be able to work out and do things. But also part of the recovery is being smart, not just hopping into yeah. like barbell work or dumbbell work or dynamic weights. Sure. It's been very much isometrics for the first 30 days. And like I said, today was the first day I was like, I'm going to try some suspension training, just your normal. And I'm not talking about like feet on the wall at the most difficult position. My feet are flat on the floor and I'm just leaning in and up and, and using isometrics you know, doing chest, doing back, doing arms, doing legs, not even really shoulders, just going in and around and going back and forth and doing it, you know, all to failure. 
which could be sure. three reps or eight reps or 12 reps and just going through that. But if I had hopped back into, let's say a Wendler 531 right out of the hospital <laughs> bed, I would, I would still be feeling pain in my joints. So sure. it's, it's going to be a long recovery process. And I think also on a side note, we talked about it off camera that recovery and health and wellness from whatever you're recovering from, whether it be an illness an injury or just your everyday workout, even sitting here at the desk, we talked about, it, it was like for my situation, it's yeah. probably best I get rid of this chair, get a standing desk. So I'm not compressing those two vertebrae and I'm sure. giving them room to, to stay like elongated as much as possible. Cause most yeah. of our jobs involve sitting right here on the, on the, on the, you know, at the desk, not sure. that'd be good for us either. No. Yeah. I mean, and to that point, there's, there's, that's another part of this recovery conversation is proactive recovery, right? Like don't dig yourself into that hole so you don't have to recover as much. And that's one of the things that the standing desks for you and your, in your situation, yeah, that could help uh, long-term with the uh, stability of your back and, and the muscles around your back, having more standing, less sitting. And I, I think there's lots that, that we can do to be proactive in the recovery process as, as well, you know, and that's uh, factors into it. Um, completely when it comes to tell me if this is you, you know i've been looking at um with my car situation because my <laughs> my cord is so low so i've been looking at different different brands tell me what you think about this pitch and everybody out there you can by the way we do have you can leave a voicemail you can leave a comment i'll probably comment on this um i'm trying to explain to my wife that the torque of a tesla model y will strengthen my lower back because I'll use isometrics as it pulls me back and I'll be able to recover so much quicker if I just got a Tesla Model Y. <laughs> Did I sound convincing? Yes, I'm convinced. <laughs> there we go. All right. Sold. I think you should 100% get a Tesla Model Y. <laughs> I, I, You know, I haven't reached out to Elon yet. You never know. Oh, that's great, dude. <laughs> and get going with that. But, uh, but that's a whole nother thing, too. Like, my yeah. entire, it's so, you know, it's not an excuse because I have a old beater Honda Accord that I throw back and forth to the gym. I'm perfectly fine with it. I'm not a car guy, but I drove around a little bit yesterday and my back felt terrible. Sure. Not, yeah. not, not spine infection terrible, but that yeah. feeling like when you, Here's another thing. I'll, I'll put it back to you. Post-match, we all say, hey, we're going to stretch out because we have a long drive ahead of us. I got to stretch my back out. I got to do 10, 15 minutes of some vinyasa or just, just some stretches to make sure that I'm not stiff when I get home. But yeah. what do we do? Right. I can't wait to get no. out of here. You just leave, hop in the car and you're sitting there for two, three, four, five hours to drive back home and your back sure. and neck are shot, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the next day, my hips are so tight from sitting in the car. And I have a tendency when I'm sitting in the car to lean over on the armrest. So my right side is just, it's like, it's like I, I'm tilted the right side the whole time. And so the next day I got to, I do some foam rolling and some stuff. And that usually helps alleviate it, do some hip stretches, some hip openers and things like that, that helps 
but yeah dude like it's it's that proactive stuff that we should be doing from a recovery perspective that you can do post-workout that you can do every day it's a lifestyle thing and i think that you were just talking about with the car you know it sounds so silly that you're gonna go get that you would go get a new vehicle to help your back but the reality of the situation is if you're getting in and out of your car and it's way low to the ground for a guy who's six what are you six three six two six four it used to be six three six two actually i'm probably five five eleven (laughs) (laughs) so but for you know six three you got to bend all the way down to get in a car that sits low to the ground i drive a ford explorer and i i used to drive a low car i used to have a chevy cruise that was this low to the ground car getting in and out of there i hated it every day and it was so it sounds so silly but optimizing the recovery if you spend a lot of time in a car getting a car as a salesman on the road or for wrestling matches like spending a lot of time in a car is a real thing and so like in the the explorer i actually have room to move if i need to to readjust to make it so that my hips aren't as tight but in a smaller car for a bigger guy like it's 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 definitely a thing that you can optimize and proactively get ahead of your recovery by creating lifestyle situations that don't cause the need for extreme amounts of recovery because you got ahead of it you know so that's one thing too in the in your in your recovery process yes you got to eat right yes you got to do uh, hydration yes you got to sleep those are those are absolutely important for the recovery piece of it but one thing that i think people neglect sometimes is okay how can i be proactive before the recovery is necessary what can i do differently in either my training in my work environment, in the food that I'm eating, and in the things that I do, the lifestyle that I have, how can I be proactive and change some things here so that the post recovery isn't as drastic, so to speak? Yeah, I I wouldn't even be considering it, Mike. And all these changes is not a um, it's not a thing where it's like temporary. Say like the bath the bath seat that I needed to use for the shower and stuff. I, sure. I realize. God forbid, it's not going to be a permanent thing. Even the bed rail, I still use it because it's safer to get out of bed. Sure. But it just shows that even though everything, thank God, has been so much quicker than anybody would have guessed, it's still a long recovery process. So when somebody goes, my God, you're just finding the excuse to buy a truck or because they are with more the Honda Ridgeline, not very higher up, but it's going to be a year. And I mean, it's going to be a year for this thing to naturally fuse. Sure. So sure. what if it, what if sitting in this chair multiple hours a day, because we edit, we work, we do that stuff mm-hmm. and then having to get into the car and run errands yeah. between those two things, it could turn into, I'm just guessing from a 12 month uh, recovery fusion to 15 or 18 months, it could stretch it out, which will limit sure. my workouts and my strength. And it, if your lower back isn't strong, your core is not strong. If your core is not strong, your lower back's not strong. And if I can't train my core, today was the first day I tried leg raises, hanging leg raises. Dude, it was super tough to get my knees above my hips where it's most important to get that, to work that core. Sure. So it was just gauging it. But that's the thing. You have to eliminate any type of thing that's going to hinder your fitness journey and most importantly the recovery part of the fitness journey i'll say this too and it's something like i told you this morning during the pre-production meeting distractions like social media and screen time and 
all these other things that can just keep your mind and your brain racing to where you'll never sleep or recovery. And you feel, I'm feeling like right now, and tell me if you're here, I have so much sensory overload. I walked into a Best Buy because I, I was just looking for SD cards and stuff for the camera. And I looked around and I was just like, it used to be where I was like, man, it's so cool. All these TVs and I'm trying to figure out a good tech setup. And, and I looked around, I was like, I can't wait, get, wait to get back home and eliminate any kind of distraction and clear out the office and have just minimum amount of stuff because it feels like I hit such a a ceiling for sensory overload and for screen time and for all these other things that I just feel exhausted. Yeah. Have you ever, yeah. have you ever felt like that? Yeah. I, yeah. I think you're onto something there. I mean, I think that's another piece of this recovery is giving yourself some recovery from the screen, you know, recovery. Like we all, so many people now, like our lives revolve around our phones and screens and everything we're doing is on a screen and everywhere you're at, you're bombarded with a screen. And, you know, to that point, it's funny you bring that up. I spent most of yesterday outside in the warm weather, working on my pool, uh, spent some time in the pool. I was on a screen yesterday, maybe 30 minutes the whole day, maybe combined. Right. And so like, I didn't get any work done for my business. Um, I focused on the day, you know, my wife and I didn't get to celebrate our anniversary last week because our daughter got sick. So we kind of made that yesterday we went out for breakfast and and whatever but the the point is is i spent the majority of my day completely off a of screen and so at the end of the day my eyes weren't as tired i had kind of a, a recovery day from the screen so i think that's another key part of this recovery conversation is making sure that not only you're recovering physically but giving yourself a mental break giving your eyes a, a, a break so you can recover there you know like it's 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 really important so yes i 100% feel like uh, I need a break and to recover from the screens. Probably it more gives you a better attitude too, because you think the yeah. way you look at social media, you think the, the world is absolutely completely hopeless and a terrible yeah. place. <laughs> Why do I even need to work out or eat? Right, we're all going to die anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I laugh for anybody listening. My wife said, "When you make jokes and don't laugh, everybody thinks you're a jerk." When I told your kids to go woke work in the cold all night, and I was completely silent. I was smiling. I was smiling. Yeah, for your audio listeners, he does smile. <laughs> but if your kids did work in the cobalt mine, I might get my Tesla Model Y a little quicker. I mean, hey, it would be it might be cheaper, save us some money. That's for sure. <laughs> that's true. Tell them no, I don't want any panel gaps on my rear bumper stud. <laughs> Just take a closer look at that. As you're mining cobalt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, with recovery, I mean, that's the other thing too. You got to laugh and you got to have a good time and. I, I tend to take things a little seriously sometimes and sometimes you just gotta goof off. That's part mm -hmm. of recovery too, just playing. Even if it is a I went to the beach and messed around with the 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 bulworker and got a tan and it's like, yeah. well, I might not have had one of the greatest workouts, but I was just the ocean and the beach and just doing what what I, you know, that's also something. If you want to get out and you don't have to attach yourself to a garage or a home gym or work out on a barbell if you want to go somewhere in the mountains and you want to do some pull-ups from a tree or you want to do something like that there's there's good in getting out and doing things sure sure yeah it's good for your body to change it up it does help with the, the recovery because you trigger different 
different mechanisms in your body, different movements, different ways of moving, different grips that you have to do. It will help, help trigger recovery. That's another, that's another thing too. That's part of the recovery process specifically for you right now is like doing different workouts helps your recovery, right? Because if you just sat and laid in a bed, the healing of your back would probably not be as quick as it is. The fact that you're up and moving and your wife has been pushing you to move and get within you know, those early days after, after the, uh, you got out of the hospital when you were at home and she was pushing you to move like that actually probably sped up your recovery process because it forced your body to get moving and get back into that situation of like, Oh, I do have to recover. So that's part of this beginner basic level conversation as well. You know, like if you get an injury or something, Sometimes it is best to let it rest for a little while, but eventually you're going to have to get up and get moving. You know, you, if you've ever played sports, your coach would tell you, I'll oh, just walk it off. A lot of times that helps. A lot of times you can just walk it off, so to speak. Um, it's not magically going to heal it, but it will make it start the recovery process. So for you, you know, it's kind of been that way. I would, I would assume, right? Yeah. And, and, and attitude, I think goes along with that because you have to have a positive attitude to recover because negative toxic attitudes or the, I can't type of thing will destroy you. And that's, that's where I was because I never had, I told you, I had, we talked about it when we came back, it, it was just so difficult to wrap my head around it. It wasn't a neck injury. It wasn't a knee injury. It wasn't something I'd be like, yeah, I know what that feels like. And I know the timeline and I kind of have an idea or if it's another injury I never had, it's still an injury and I can, I can yeah. feel what I can do. Sure. With this, it, it just broke me in so many different ways, Mike, because I really couldn't. And I didn't know if I ever could again. So my wife pushing me to do that. And there was a lot of arguments where not mean, but just like, can you do it? No, I can't. And I, and then she was like, do you hear what you're saying? Yeah. It's like, okay, sure. she goes, just tell me you'll try. The minute I changed and said, I'll try, that's when we started to see a lot of stuff happen. Yeah. So it, it was just that, that, that I would say, as far as recovery, you mentally have to be prepared and you mentally have to know that you can recover and it can happen and you can make it happen. Even your situation, you can easily say, I'm married. I have kids. And when the kids grow up, I'll be able to get back to this working out thing and all that stuff. But it's just, I can't do it. Sure. It's impossible. Yeah. You're, you're right. Whether it's possible or impossible, you're going to make yourself right. For sure. For sure. For sure. So, so as far as the <clears throat> man recovery conversation to wrap it up, what would be like the basics that you would say to people to really focus on in, in the recovery couple, couple basics to start with just daily recovery and help them recover better, what would you suggest? I'd, I'd probably probably, you need to be primed also to enjoy your workouts and enjoy whatever activity you're doing that you need to recover mm -hmm. from. Because then if you're not quite a hundred percent recovered, you still want to do it and you still want to yeah. enjoy that. So there's a thin line between saying, I'm going to recover. I'm going to rest. I'm going to do this and that and just being lazy and not wanting to work out. If you want to work out and you enjoy working out and you make it a priority, the recovery, you might not recover as much as you can, but you're always going to push to do whatever you can to have a good workout. Yeah, Is that a good way of putting it? If you have yeah. the mindset that you, you need to do whatever you need to do necessary 
to get the best workouts because you really enjoy them. You don't want to miss any of them. Mm -hmm. That I feel like would be the best attitude. And then obviously, I mean, everybody can say six to eight hours of sleep, eat enough protein, take out all the processed sugar and all the processed foods and all the crap because your recovery, the arthritis, the inflammation, all that stuff. But in general, if you like to work out, enjoy it, and then it becomes a lifestyle and becomes a part of your day every day, you're going to make the recovery happen. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. The mindset around it is, is huge. And I, you know, just those couple other things that you said, the sleeping, getting uh, the right nutrition, making sure you're getting enough protein every day and getting some water. I think those are good, good basics for people to get started with. So if you're, if you're on a fitness journey right now, if you're new to it, if you don't really never really focused on recovery before, I think the, uh, the mindset of it, of, of knowing what is like pain or if you need to push through, or if you're just sore, or if you're being lazy and not wanting to work out, what, what do I need to recover from? But really fueling your body properly with enough protein, uh, hydration and getting some good sleep as much as you can with, uh, would is that's when your body recovers, you know, and you got to do those things to help, help your recovery long-term. So that's, I think that's a pretty good starting point for everybody. I want to add, I want to add another thing that people who have them may, you know, may think it's not such a big deal, but having, having an animal, having mm. a pet, a dog or a yeah. cat, I mean, this extends out to loved ones too, and people in your house and uh, managing stress or eliminating stress. But especially when an animal, if you have yeah. an animal, it lowers your blood pressure, it lowers a lot of stress levels and it will help you with your recovery. So if you yeah. go and adopt a dog or a cat or multiple dogs and cats, you not only save their life, you help your own life with yeah. that. You help your own fitness journey because if a dog or a cat's laying on your lap and cuddling or whatever, your heart rate's <laughs> going to lower your blood pressure and you're going to get that rest and recovery, whether you like it or not, because that cat's not moving. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I think that's a good wrap up to that uh, recovery conversation. We can put a pin in that and then we will we will definitely revisit the recovery conversation because there's a lot of optimization and certain techniques and different things that we can get into and we can do that down the road. But really, the focus was just to kind of give you guys a base start of, of where to go now and, and moving forward and hope it helps everybody. <laughs> I think mindset, attitude, and outlook. And if we can yeah. make an kind of acronym out of those, Mal, oh, that wouldn't be good. Mal, that's not a good one. <laughs> oh, let's switch that around. <laughs> be like Mal. No, no, don't. Uh, like there you go. No, don't do that. <laughs> we already dove into one conspiracy. I'm not going to go into the geopolitical history of the world. <laughs> Stick to health and fitness. But really, that's, that's what it is. Like, your mind and your attitude can take you anywhere you want whether it's this way this direction up mm -hmm. or all the way down yep. so just have a good outlook and enjoy life yep. enjoy what you do and then try to recover so you can enjoy it some more yeah, agreed 100 agreed let the take us out yeah there we go no not the draw bro <laughs> Well, I don't have a good, I, I got to switch up microphones. So when I get a new one, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Then you'll be the draw officially. So, so, all right. So thanks everybody for listening this week and tuning in on the YouTube channel, podcast platforms, uh, subscribe, leave us a review. Uh, we got a few reviews on iTunes. We got some comments on some social media posts. I got a few posted a, a, a com, uh, 
real about the multivitamins the other day and got, I want to read one here just to say that people are, are commenting, give this guy a little shout out, AT Montgomery 93 on Instagram. He says he takes adult multivitamins and maybe it's placebo, but if you're really good and clear minded when I know I've taken my supplements and, and to read the rest of it, I like that insurance because I'm bad at eating my daily greens and I always miss out. So those help. And so I really like that because that was kind of what we talked about in the supplement episode. And I think that mindset to your point is, is big. You give yourself a little bit of an insurance policy and it's great. So thanks for that comment. Anybody listening, leave us comments, questions, anything that you have would love to read more of these uh, on the episode and give you a little shout out for, for your comments. But with that said, Thanks for tuning in. This is the Big Fitness Show. I am Big Mike Barrens for Medium Stevie Cool, The Draw. Thank you, and we will see you in the next episode.